You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I am one of your co-hosts, Kelly Schneider, along with my brother, Father Craig Hochalter. He asked me to bring in this segment because he hasn't yet gotten to take a bite of his donut. That's right. So there we go. Here I am. It's just sitting here waiting to be <laughs> devoured. And it will be. But you know what, Kelly? It's been such a good show. Um, it's a shame. So Ke- Kelly and I, are both we both work here in the junior and high school. And so um, we have a full day ahead of us yet of, of teenagers. And so... Um, <laughs> You know, 10 a.m. here on the mountain time in Dickinson will hit in about an hour. And uh, I'm exhausted already because there's been so much movement, like, in my heart and mind of the topic of spiritual friendship, Mm -hmm. spiritual mentorship. And it's a topic that hits everything from education to marriage and family to living the faith it, it, you know, between Elsa Spady in the first segment and then Sarah Swafford in this last segment, and then we're going to move on into the world, uh, the, the very, you know, in, in first instance, the, the world of education, because who we have next, I guess, is a, is a school principal. It, mm-hmm. It's just been really, it's a lot. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce him, Father, but I, I take off on that. You know, we started with adult relationships. We kind of moved into teens mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to hit into middle school and all of that business. And and then in our next segment, we're going to kind of circle back around. So I feel like it's just really robust and complete in, in what we're doing this morning. So with that, um, I'm going to bring in Mr. Josh Kralichek, who's our principal of Trinity Elementary North, which in our Trinity Catholic school system is grade five and six. Um, I'm blessed in that I have a son in fifth grade <laughs> oh, who, yeah. who gets to um, who gets to have Mr. K around him every day. And we were just talking this morning on the way to school about how they start the day. And Joseph was leading prayer and pledge. And then Mr. Kralchuk's going to give the menu and what's happening for the day. And I'm thinking, it's fifth and sixth grade, buddy. What could possibly be happening down there today? <laughs> but there's a, a lot. lot. There's a whole lot in their world, and it's worthy of discussion um, because it's important and it's vital. So, Mr. Kolchek, thanks for joining us this morning. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Will you start just by telling us a little bit about about you and how long you've been at Trinity and, and uh, you know what you're up to right now with 5th and 6th grade? Sure. This is my first year working at Trinity. It's my first year in an administrative role. I was uh, born and raised in Dickinson. I've never not lived in Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school here at Trinity, graduated class of 2011, went to DSU, got my education degree. Um, basically, I had the privilege when I was in Trinity and when I was in college to kind of always know what I wanted to do. I did not Good switch majors uh, up ever. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, that's I just, awesome. the only lapse I had, the only time I considered changing my major was when I was discerning whether or not to go to seminary. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, education, I knew that was the direction I wanted to go. Um, I met my wife here at Trinity, um, and yeah, we got married. We have two kids. Five-year-old Sophia, three-year-old Fulton, um, and just when I, I sort of daydreamed. Um, I worked in public education for the public school here for about seven years, and I knew I wanted to transition into administration, and 
in all those years in public school, I was sort of, I always sort of daydreamed, oh, it would be great if there was an administrative opening at Trinity Catholic Schools because oh I just, I, I miss the environment, I miss the, miss the family atmosphere here, and oh. the position, position opened up, and now I'm here. God worked, God worked in all of that, didn't mm-hmm. he? That's I, amazing. I think it's awesome, uh, Kelly. I know you have a question, uh, but I think I just wanted to Mm-mm. name and affirm. I, I think it's awesome, Josh, that. You knew and you were resolute, you know, like you were determined that this is what I'm going to do. I I think now as a high school principal and and seeing seniors leave, there's a little bit of a a trend. I think like there's like like a glam with changing my major and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, make up your mind, you know, like, (laughs) uh, you know, I mean, you know, so um, I just I really appreciate that. And I, I want our parents to know out there that are listening that. It's okay to, you know, support what your kids want to do and keep them on that track. Just stability is a good thing, you know, stability and God works in that. God will certainly work on that. It's not a matter of God doesn't trick us into what we want to do. Um, We're talking about profession in terms of you want to be an educator, Josh, but as you're going to talk about, that was really married to uh, your vocation, right? Of of discerning between priesthood and, and married life. And years down the road, you're the father of two, and you have a, you have a beautiful wife, Brittany. So, uh, Kelly, I don't I don't know if you want to if you want to lead this or, or or, but I you know having a son as a fifth grader, mm-hmm. and knowing how important I know you as a teacher yourself, but as a mom, mm-hmm. you 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 want you expect from his principal that there's going to be an environment down there mm-hmm. that's going to nourish, support, and protect what you and your husband are doing at home with Joseph, who's mm-hmm. eleven. Mm-hmm. Living the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I do want to go into that, um, Mr. Kalachek, because I've, I've also had the honor of b- being in training sessions with you. And you have a name for these fifth and si- fifth, fifth and sixth graders that are staggering between, I'm still a kid, but I'm almost a teenager. Can you remind <laughs> us what that term yeah, is? Yeah, it's a really obscure technical <laughs> term. Uh, between childhood and adolescence, it's a transcendence. <laughs> Do you use that with the fifth graders? <laughs> Not with them, but with uh, my teachers, I certainly have. We talk about that as just a sort of the running tension, really between fifth and eighth grade, especially. Like you think of those kids, whenever they're in the same space, you have kids who are close in age but developmentally one is functionally a nine-year-old and one is functionally a 15-year-old mm-hmm. and they're operating in the same space and that's such a good insight yeah one of the biggest challenges with the middle school years and working in and around that to create that nourishing environment and i think too as a parent and i know josh you can you can talk to this because you experience it all the time in your everyday operations as a principal but you know you're at that point where your fifth grader in, in parent eyes is to, I mean, you know, social media, phone, all that stuff is really p- far off for some parents. And for some parents, it's, it's now, you know, so, so you've got the two worlds kind of colliding um, in that and, and to navigate through all of that and help, help our kids, our fifth and sixth graders, you know, um, kind of remain innocent to keep some of their innocence for a little while longer while we can Mm -hmm. um it it, i think would be a tricky a tricky balance as an administrator um and and i'd love for you to go into that a little bit about some of the things you're trying to do to to help them with that to help them retain some of that and i have in my mind you know just stories that joseph has told with different leadership activities you guys have done Mm -hmm. team building culture building some of that so would you be willing to share some of that uh yeah 
um, just in terms of yeah, ma- ma- retaining that innocence, uh, especially when I think of even just some sixth graders, they're already starting to develop that sort of inappropriate sense of humor, um, mm-hmm. uh, saying crude things, and uh, the, there's fifth graders sometimes kind of in and around that space, and uh, they don't necessarily know how to, to process that yeah. or understand that. Um, I think especially with the online world, I think of, you know, a lot of the kids play games like Fortnite online, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they play with relative strangers, and they encounter a lot of language and concepts that uh, would make parents who don't want to give that technology access a little nervous sometimes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it it is really trying to contextualize to those kids. Uh, They don't don't realize the gravity of what they're saying. They're so used to their own worlds of what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, what do my parents tolerate. Um, And trying to just get them to be more empathetic to know the kids around you haven't had exposure to this. You need to understand why this is inappropriate or why why not every not every family is comfortable with this language mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. well and uh, mm-hmm. i just want to piggyback off of that josh that that right there is the marked difference in in parenting generations mm-hmm. between if i flash back 25 years ago when i was that age uh, uh, that's the marked difference between you know like what kelly is going through and what her parents my our parents would have gone through that's that's the marked difference mm-hmm. that sometimes in the education world is blurred because of, of veterans or because of people that have been in it a long time is it's not what it used to be i, I as a sixth grader or fifth grader would not have had that opportunity mm-hmm. that reality in my life i wouldn't have been exposed to that because mm-hmm. my video games was nba jam or basketball with myself and the computer you know mm-hmm. we'd call it the, the playstation Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not meeting. I'm not. I'm not relating to. I'm not communicating with a man or a woman in New York mm-hmm. or California or Ohio or Texas. Mm-hmm. And our fifth and sixth graders are. Mm-hmm. And and I just want our parents to know that like it's just not the video game anymore. You have mm-hmm. an actual relationship developing. That 25 years ago, generationally, listeners, it, it's a marked difference. It's a different thing, mm-hmm. and and that certainly impacts what a principal, what a school would do with fifth and sixth graders. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to name that. Sorry, I was long, but I, no, it's you're, you're in that battlefield, Mr. Karolacek, and, and we, we thank you for it. <laughs> we, we want to praise your work, but I just want our listeners to know that's the difference so we don't lose sight of that, of 12-year-olds have a reality that's different than when I was 12 years old. And I, I'm 37 years old. I'm not... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not 77. So yeah, I was just talking about this in our professional development the other day with uh, with this online access. I would say on on the whole, 11 and 12 year olds know more about cybersecurity and being responsible online than their parents do, just because they've been exposed to it so early, or they've seen people make mistakes or bad decisions with it. They're they're just so familiar with that world. There's a whole world, a whole culture parents aren't even aware of that kids have access to. I even think of TikTok and YouTube, just those influencers, those personalities that kids gravitate to, and they don't kids don't communicate that to their parents what what is influencing them what ideas are they encountering and finding attractive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i think something to take it for granted before we go to the short break is our first lessons of communication i mean so communication is fundamental it's a critical skill right it's mm-hmm. um it's fundamental to humanity uh, my first example and my first model was my mom and dad mm-hmm. and second would have been my siblings mm-hmm. and, and then third would have been my immediate friendships mm-hmm. 
that has all shuffled. I think in now in first place, it's the online world of YouTube. And what am I seeing on a screen? And hopefully mom and dad is second place. But I would make an argument. I don't think it is. I think it's like third or fourth place because now you have also a personality online mm-hmm. that this 12-year-old is meeting. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's amazing how what you would have taken for granted, you know, my first example of how do I communicate? How, how am I supposed to communicate? My mom and dad. It's a YouTube video. <laughs> and then it's the person in the YouTube video. So now mom and dad are maybe third place of how do I communicate? How do I talk to people? And from there goes, how do I love people? How do I relate to people? Uh, we have a break, listeners. Uh, we're talking with Mr. Josh Karolichik, principal of Trinity Elementary North, uh, co-hosting along with Kelly Schneider next to me, my sister. Uh, but this morning, co-host, I'm your uh, Father Craig Holkalter, principal of Trinity Junior High and High School, colleague of, of Mr. Karolichik. Just a minute, and we'll be back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. UMary.edu. That's UMary.edu. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, faithful listeners of Real Presence Radio. We're back with you this morning, Thursday morning, uh, February 24th. Father Craig just decided to leave it all in my hands, so he would just have me. No, I'm kidding. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. 
We're grateful you're with us. I'm, I'm joined again. Uh, Father and I are joined, uh, continue to be joined by, by Mr. Josh Karlachek, principal of Trinity Elementary North. And we're going to pick up where we left off right away off mm-hmm. the bat, Josh, because we have a lot more to talk about. Um, and how what we were talking about before our break with um, this this fifth and sixth grade, this age group of transcendence, <laughs> um, and tying that back with emotional virtue that Sarah Swafford um, spoke with us about and, and retaining that sense of virtue or... Um, innocence in our fifth and sixth graders and and how that can be leveraged and protected and and cultivated more so that not only are we preserving their innocence but we're also helping them remain emotionally chaste as they enter the junior high and high school years and teaching them what that means so if you want to just start speaking off on that track a little bit josh i think yeah, we, we keep coming back with technology and online access. I just think it's so important um, for families to try to, to the best of their ability, uh, be aware of the content their kids are encountering in an online environment. Um, it's definitely much different here compared to public school, but just just the, the strange ideas that kids are kind of getting fixated with. Like even as a freshman teacher in public school, there were kids I had in my classroom who were obsessed with socialism. Like they, they got into mm-hmm. politics, mm-hmm. political ideologies, and they're freshmen, and you know, they're not really equipped to think, yeah. think that conscientiously or, yeah. or with good wisdom on that topic. And of course there's um, especially topics regarding sexuality, and the 70,000 genders there are at this point, and mm-hmm. kids just find something that they, they latch on to. So mm-hmm. th- there's a whole world of language and lingo that they're getting that just sometimes baffles parents who are not familiar with it. I just, I just encourage so much to parents who they have very active online student uh, kids to ask them what kind of content they engage in, mm-hmm. kind of meet them on their level uh, lovingly, and try to just understand. I think it's so important to understand what is the attraction, what is attractive to this strange content for kids to meet them at a good place to help them. Mm-hmm. Josh, I love that. I love that you brought that example up because um, one, it's been a theme of today. I mean, we're probably guilty of it, but uh, you know, there's this, there's this, like a fascination. It's funny because there's a pun there. Like there's a sexiness, right? To to the world of, of human sexuality. And I'm so glad that, that Sarah Swafford, the guest prior, was talking about how it's good. I mean, this is a good thing that's really being, um, you know, it's growing warts in, in America, mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. because of the, the evil one, right? So mm-hmm. that in and of itself is its own show mm-hmm. um, of approaching that topic in, in, a, in a very good way because it is so important because mm-hmm. sexuality is very powerful mm-hmm. it's the world humanity it's the way humanity um uh, processes right progresses uh but your point like you use the word strange topics right so i th- i think just for parents is is to handle this uh, in, a, in a really good way of you know yes like protect and dive into the world of making sure that your child is sa- uh, chased right and and living in a happy holy healthy way a whole way in their body but to your point right like our kids are subjected to, they find out about socialism. Okay. Right. Right. They, they find out about, you know, there's just, there's like numerous levels of violence. Mm -hmm. There's, there's numerous levels of emotional, we were talking about emotional virtue, but emotional vice that I also want parents to be aware of, you know, and this is the road you're going after, especially because you're by trade, you're an English teacher, Mm -hmm. but I think of unbridled research topics, right? Like, 
I don't, I don't, as a principal, it's, and I hope there's some English teachers listening, but I, I don't endorse like this unbridled investigation of topics, right? Because right. kids need the Thank tools yes. and the guidance yep. to research well. Yep. yep. It's not just about the world of Wikipedia yeah. and gaining like information mm-hmm. versus learning, mm-hmm. which is, is which is a very Catholic distinction, mm-hmm. but it's a real distinction because it's tied to reality. So do you want to speak about that? I mean, bring that into your world now as principal of fifth and sixth graders, but also, you know, by way of your, your English classroom. So just in terms of like content that kids access for, for their learning. Yeah. So let me, let me be more concrete, you know, in terms of your leadership as principal, what are some things you, you would do in your environment, you know, with your teachers and your leadership? What are some decisions you'll make? Because um, I know you and I have talked about this, just, just to make sure that you're protecting the environment of fifth and sixth grade world and things aren't getting in that shouldn't be in mm-hmm. and what should be getting in is getting in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think um, one of the most important things, both as parents, as teachers, as administration, uh, when we experience evil things that our kids are encountering, mm-hmm. evil content, um, we call it what it is. Yep. We we call it by name yes. what it is. Yep. Um, because there's this power, pow- more power to the evil if you're afraid to call something mm-hmm. pornography, mm-hmm. right? There's, mm-hmm. there's just mm-hmm. you give it power when you're when Great you make insight. it something. Yes. When you keep have it something that has to be hidden, call it what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so when students even make inappropriate comments or this is both at public and the occasion the occasion it happens here especially with like seventh graders sure right yeah um just yeah call it what call it is call it what it is call it what yep. it is um and bring 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 their since they're aware of it they're aware of it in sort of a intellectual way but not in a really engaged way mm-hmm. um to honestly make them more engaged with it. Like if they're making jokes about sexuality, you educate them more about it in a Catholic framework. In the Catholic fra- so yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I think too, you know, um, Josh, one thing that we hit on and, and I can, I, I kind of go back to Elsa in our first segment of, um, relationships and real friendships like teaching your son or daughter that has this online world of i'm playing fortnite with this person in new york Mm -hmm. like that's not a real friendship Mm -hmm. and and naming it that so that they come to understand no your real friendships are with the kids that you're sitting with and eating lunch with every day yep um not this person that you engaged in this game with you know to help them understand what that real friendship looks like I think that touches on an interesting point, too, because it's with this online access and online, quote-unquote, communities that kids kind of find themselves becoming a part of, it sort of, it turns human relationships into a cafeteria option, uh, right? Yes. Like, yes. I don't really like the people around me. I see this with, with especially middle school students. Um, they, they are drawn to things kind of outside the norm. So they just opt to not engage with the social circles available hmm. to them here hmm. because they have these pseudo-relationships, pseudo-communities online mm-hmm. um, that just happen to share an interest or, or hobby. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, the, the concrete face-to-face relationships are easy to neglect because it's, 
they're, they're more dangerous. You're more prone to getting hurt, and yeah. it's safer. It's safer to go online where, when things get unpleasant, you can just ghost them or move to a new new community or find someone else to play a game with. And I think too, um, and and Father, feel free to interject with this, but I know just in 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 my own Scott and I parenting our own son Joseph, just how they become they can become desensitized to what what is around them when it's around them all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it it just adds on different social, on different websites. You know, Joseph will harmlessly want to look at ESPN sports scores because he's a sports nut. But then you've got this ad that pops up with a woman in a bikini and and he's like, what do do I do with this mom and dad? They, They need guidance around that so that they don't become desensitized. And, and then mom and dad need to step in and say, you're right. Look at how this is infringing upon your harmless desire to look at the score from last night's college basketball game. And it's creeping into everything you do, Joseph. So it's just that awareness of you see that. What do we do with that now? Mm-hmm. You know? So if you have like recommendations lot, on yeah, that. I feel like a lot, of, a lot of parents' first instinct with something like that is to just... Close it. Close the ad and exactly. then do nothing else with it. Which <laughs> I can't. Right. And that's not right. It right? needs to be education, right? It needs to be education. If your kid encounters even just for a split second something inappropriate, or you know they, that there's ideas that they're encountering online, educate them about it. Talk to them about it. Ask them questions about it. Especially why are you drawn to this? What's the interest? If it's something they're actively seeking. Yes. Yes. The, you know, the, I, I, I appreciate to, to engage that more, you know, with uh, so daily listeners. I have, I have the study hall with some of the eighth grade boys. So it's, it's 10 boys and it's just an hour after lunch. Um, but I wanted to open up the window because whether it's religion, uh, politics, sports, um, the human person, medicine, business, kids, kids have all these like intellectual ideas in their head and they just, they just spew them out. <laughs> right. And they're like 13. So they can't spell the word they're talking about. They can't define the word they're talking about, but they watched a YouTube video and pretty soon they're experts on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think it's tempting cause it's tempting for me, right. As, as a high school principal and as a priest to be like, don't talk about that. And I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of in classrooms from teachers don't talk about it and from moms and dads don't talk about it Uh, Mm -hmm. that goes nowhere Mm. it's terribly ineffective Mm. um and i think it's destructive because you first you you risk you risk you know um you risk a goodness in that yeah right and um like where's the lord in that you know Mm -hmm. so i really appreciate that your kind of mo is engage it more with them Um, not by way of exposure, but by way of education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to talk about it. And, and that's, you know, our human, and, and we could go on for another hour about this, but our human sexuality and conversations around that have become so taboo in our culture and have become, end up being more, more evil instead of holy because somewhere along the way, due to original sin, that all became skewed and the beauty of all that became lost. You know, and so I, I guess speaking from personal experience, I'm not. A, we're not afraid in our house to talk about those things because they're good and holy, and God made them good. And and our kids need to know that, mm-hmm. um, and they need to know why why that man and why that woman is worth so much. Well, because they're made in the image and likeness of God. You know, mm-hmm. that's why. Um, 
Kelly, Kelly and I will pray for you, Mr. Kralichik. Thank you for the half hour. It's so important what you do. Keep keep you. working and keep doing what you're doing. You have such a good heart and such Thank a passion. You. Yeah. Your Catholic identity is real, and I know our listeners appreciate that. Kelly and I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, we're heading to break, listeners. After this break, we're moving on to a retreat opportunity. So now, as, as Kelly was saying, we're kind of making a full circle of, of going back to adult friendships in our Catholic faith. Uh, We'll be back in just a few short moments. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 